Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for the post match point in association with Purity Ale. If you use the code hashtag Villa View, you'll get 10% off everything Purity have to offer. And also, if you go onto our or their social media, you will see we've got a competition to give away some tickets for the Brentford game on Sunday. So, if you want to put yourself through that, enter the competition and you may be able to go to Villa Park on Sunday. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by Omar to dissect Aston Villa nil, Chelsea two. Pretty good hour. From Aston Villa Football Club, Omar. But overall, what on earth did we do wrong to deserve this miserable existence? <laughs> what a way to start the pod, mate. I've <laughs> started delirious this evening. I don't know why.、Uh, I got, I'm the one who got knocked in the face, mate. I should be the one that's delirious.、Um, yeah. <laughs> what do I say? Because even、uh, when we play well, suddenly a goalkeeper that's been largely rubbish for the entire time he's been in the country has the absolute game of his life from, from to be, nowhere. To be, well, to be fair, I don't know, I don't know if that game is the main reason, but he's in the top five players and who scored, isn't he? I think this year. Who should know? I don't do well for who scored, but I didn't. I didn't know that. You, you obviously、yeah. know more about who scored、yeah. than than I do. Yeah, but but, but I mean, yeah, I mean it's, it's just I'm, I'm just right there. I'm disrupting the whole show here because someone has just put a comment in Tony Sparks. So more chance of Villa getting potched than Dan being on time. I've literally just said before we've come on, we're late starting every single week, and because I'm the only person that's here every week. Well, actually, that's not true because Adam's here every week behind the scenes. It's genuinely never me. That's yeah, right. No. It's either and, and the guest I, or it's I, Adam dicking、yeah. around. And, and this is the first time it's me. This was my fault. Yeah, because I couldn't get my camera to work. But and it's not me normally. No, it isn't you. You're, you're usually quite good as, as guests to go. Neil leaves it until about thirty seconds before we're due on to, to to come on. But anyway, sorry, I just I saw that come in and I thought I'm not having that at all. Carry on, Omar. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Yeah, no, just just our luck, isn't it?、Um, 
it's a bit like the Spurs game last season, wasn't it? Really, really similar. A mirror image the first yeah. half, it felt. So good that first half. Um, you know, the, obviously the starting lineup surprised quite a few. Um, I, it must I have was been the only front three that he, we hadn't tried yet because we've, yeah, we've yeah. now gone through every front three, I think, but every combination I, I, we can. I, I've, I've said this at the beginning of the season, though. Um, we played our best football with Ings and Watkins on the pitch together. Mm. Um, you think of Southampton, Leeds, uh, game to last season, Man United, I think, in the Cup. They played together yeah, as well. Yeah, they played together that day. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're probably three of our best games in the Gerard, I would say. And they've, they've played together on the pitch and um, it works, you know, Ings and Watkins after, after all the talk last season about can they play together? I think, you know, they, we've had our best games when they played together and I don't really see why he hasn't used them more. Um, it's been a weird one because Ings obviously started the season. I think the last time he started was West Ham when we lost 1-0, but they've, they've hardly started together at all really this season. And it was just nice to see some width for once, you know, Bit of pace Watkins, on the wings. Bit of pace on the wings. I thought, you know, Bailey was, yeah, hot and cold, but I thought overall, I thought he was, you know, really good. Um, and both him and Watkins caused their, their sort of outside centre-backs loads and loads of problems. And it was just nice to stretch the pitch out. You know, we weren't contained in the middle of the, of the pitch. We weren't being um, crowded out in the middle. We we had McGinn and Ramsey on the on the right right sides. They um, got in the box as well, didn't they? Gerard the alluded to that himself in his post match. He said, "I'd given them the freedom or something along those lines to, to get forward and get in the box and join the attack." Hmm. But you know, why, why have we not been done that previously? Let the I, central midfielders get in the it. box. That doesn't it. make sense, does it? No, no. I'd know. Um, it's again back to the point. You know, no, hardly any um, Premier League clubs. In, in fact, if any play without wingers or play without width, sorry, I should say. Um, you know, obviously some people don't play wingers and they use their fullbacks for width. We we just don't do any of that. Um, and first time we've used it, you know, we saw success and uh, it was really good to see. And I, I feel for Gerard in terms of that game, you know, I think he's, he's put the right team out. He's got the right tactics. He's got everything, everything he can do in his control, he's got right, I think, up to second half in terms of substitutions, which we'll come on to. Um, and then, you know, you, well, you can't legislate for that mistake from Mings. Really, no. really poor. And, uh, you know, we've been singing his praises and we're, we're, we're both massive fans of him, but you just can't be doing that in a Premier League game. And and Martinez as well, I think for the second goal, obviously, definitely. And even for the first goal, I think he should come out come out of his line a bit quicker as well. Um, but then again, maybe he didn't expect, obviously, the header to go, to go where no, he did. I think everyone, time just stood still, didn't it? Yeah. Except, except for Mason Mount. That, that, that was the problem. Just seems the only to happen, thing that didn't seems to happen. It just happens, seems to happen for Villa, doesn't it? It seems to, only mistake we make at the back gets punished. And yeah. um, we just don't get any luck on the, on the other side. I, it's really frustrating. I was saying all through the game to my mate who was sat with me because my dad, dad didn't come on Sunday. Like any other team, you know, those scrambles in the goal and the shots, like something will deflect or it'll mm. land somewhere, somebody will deflect and they'll get a lucky deflection. Villa mm. got four deflections, I think it was, against Liverpool in that 7 2 game. Don't think we've had a deflection since. No, we used used all our deflection look up in in, in one night, and mm. McGinn even had a shot in the second half, and it literally came through about twelve oh, people, straight to the keeper, literally straight into Kepson. No deflection, but mm. like mm. we can't, we just can't get any luck. And if you make, you know, look, if you make a mistake like Mings is, you're good, you're going to get punished. It's a it's a bad mistake. He knows it himself. He's, he'll be frustrated. It, it's a really bad error. His, his first one of the season. Hopefully, it's the last. But you know, he he does he has got a mistake in him. As much as I love him, he does have a mistake in him. That was a that was a really bad one on Sunday. I'm not even going to attempt to dress it up. But equally, the free you know the second goal, Martinez is really poor for it mm. as well. He, he was almost like he forgot he had hands. Yeah, for he, a second, he, 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 gam balls he gambled, in, didn't he? Yeah, he, I think I don't know if you thought what I thought, but I thought he, he, he. I think I said I was watching my brother because I couldn't go to the game, and I said uh, just before I said Martinez is so good against 
free kick takers. Like he's well, made so many, my, so many great. It's my fault, honestly. It's, he's made so many great saves. Uh, free, you know, right in the corner, and I think it's because he gambles. Like he, he, and and that's that uh, instance against Mason Mount. He's you sort of saw him go to the right because that's where he thought he was going to go, and he sort of saw him go over the wall, and he thought, right, I'm going, and then he sort of got you know led in his boots and sort of stuck to the ground, and he couldn't quite get back. And it was poor. It's a poor mistake. At the end of the day, it's not. It's not. You know, Martinez is one of the best keepers. In the league, you know, it's transformed Argentinian's Argentinian squad. He's been brilliant for us overall. Although I thought, he, you know, he's probably inconsistent last season, but he's been good this season, I think. But you know, what, what can Gerard do with those two mistakes? You know, there's nothing he can do about it. Um, so, I mean, the, to know. be honest, they're both bad mistakes, both bad errors, yes, as well. But you know, some of the misses are, are just as bad. You know, they they've stopped goals from from going in for Villa just like that. Those mistakes have made goals go in for Chelsea. I know it's a very terrible. I've put that terribly, but but you know what I mean. They're they're they're, ba- they're bad misses. Ings in particular, I think should should have scored that header. Okay. How we've not scored when we've had three or four chances in one, I do not know. The one side from Ramsey is exceptional. Yeah, I agree. how he's got down to that, and how he's managed to get the strength in his, in his wrist to, to claw that claw that onto the post. Fair play to him. Um, unbelievable save, and he, and he did have a, a really good game. But overall, you know, even under Gerard, when we play well, it's, we're not we're not we don't win. No. Yeah, two it's two wins in ten in the, in the league now. Villa have lost. I think AVFC Stato, who I constantly go on his page just to, to see what he's saying. I think other than Watford and Norwich, Villa have lost more home games in twenty twenty two. So Villa, have, in fact, Premier League team now. Villa have lost the most home games in twenty twenty two. There's been mm. too many games like that. We've we've done generally performances against the big teams have been good, but still, really, the only result I can remember getting is that one one against yeah. Manchester City because in the other games we've ran them close but we've still ended up with zero points and that's the problem Villa too often end up with zero points and we've lost half our games this season and that's, an, that's another one we've lost yeah it, it almost suits us playing against the better teams doesn't it in terms yeah it of, seems to it seems to especially under Gerrard and we seem to do well against the bigger teams albeit we can't get it over the line but end of the day you know it's almost it's frustrating in two ways frustrating obviously the amount of chances we've missed and how well we played that first half we're also frustrating because it's a bit of a reprieve for Gerrard I feel now that's probably a bad way, bad thing to say, but we're gonna if we're gonna lose, then <laughs> let's just lose properly, and and it looks bad on Jared if we can move yeah, on we, and get a new we manager. We can't even lose properly. We can't even lose properly. You know, we can We have to lose and then have to trudge on for another two games against Fulham and Brentford before before the inevitable happens. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, it's I, a case no, of when, not if. It's not. a case of when, not if. And in, in the day, forget about that first half performance. It was it was brilliant. Yeah, fair fair play. But do you honestly expect us to play the same way against Fulham and Brentford? I, I don't. And you know, I think barring 2015-16, this is our worst start to the season. That's a fact in the yep. Premier League. So, and I think Alex Berwick put something up. Uh, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. Yeah, he's, about, pretty, he's brilliant as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's really good. Really good. Yeah, really good uh, thread about you know of the current Premier League teams. You know, we've won like two in nineteen games, two in eighteen games, and on course for like twenty-seven goals over a thirty-eight game season. Yeah, that is just not good enough. You know, if you strip out the teams that have been relegated. And and who we've beaten, and you know, we're really, really we are we are probably the worst team in the league. You know, we've talked uh, three weeks ago. We talked about I think Wolves oh, might be down there with us. If Wolves, we're Wolves down there, honest. but you know they've just they've won, haven't they, in the weekend? On the same points, I suppose, aren't we? On the same points, just yeah. yeah. But um, you know, we were talking th- three, two, three weeks ago um, about Bournemouth being our, you know, probably apart from Bournemouth, you know, we're probably the next worst side. But now they're like eleventh or tenth, aren't they, with with thirteen points? And, and I said they've uh, yeah. flown, haven't they? I texted Tommy yeah, Alfie the other day saying, "Slow down, Bournemouth." Yeah, I mean, these teams I thought we were going to finish ahead of. Since they, since they lost nine nil to Liverpool, they're the only team unbeaten team in the league. Is that which true? Is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hell of an just effort. staggering, staggering stat. 
and um, it really got me worried, to be honest, um, because you know, <laughs> Fulham, Brentford, they they are they're going to be difficult to break down both teams. We saw Brentford against Brighton; they were very physical. Brighton played well, had a lot of the ball, but you know they were they were very physical. And then Fulham again are looking threatening. You know they've got Mitrovic come back in now. You know they they they've got goal yeah. scorers in their team. I watched them on I watched them on Saturday, and you know they're a useful outfit. That Paulini is a very good player very, in very central midfield. The manager was making subs that impacted the game, and you know in a positive way for Fulham because because they were down, but he made subs that changed it. They've got you know I don't think Cabana is the the best footballer in the in the world, but you know a bit of pace on the wing, a bit of width. Again, all the best teams, just like you say, they play with pace. It's pace, isn't it? I mean, pace, how, yeah. it's it's it, and going on to the subs in the second half. Like I, I you know I feel for Jared again in terms of you know Bailey's obviously injured, and the, the doctor said he can only play thirty to sixty minutes apparently, yeah. which is fine. You know, so you have to make the sub, and, and it was the wrong sub to make, but it's an absolute deprivation of duty, I would say. To not have another winger on the bench, you know we've sold our we've our Ghazi, Traore, Trezeguet have all gone. But who you know you're saying it's who, who but we haven't got no. That's what I mean. But, but yeah. that's that's come from that's come from a combination of Langer, Perslow, and Gerard. I imagine that's the transfer committee along with Rob McKenzie. They're the ones they who decided made, not to sign. They decided Saar. they decided not to sign Saar. Whatever happened there, fair enough. But if we're going to look to sign Saar, who else have we got? And why was that done in the last you know, last week and a half of the window? What happened before, and how can we not? How can we go into a Premier League season with one recognised winger? And when you need width, when you need pace, you know Watkins, I thought looked better actually from the left rather than being mm. a focal point. And I thought Ings played well, but when we're looking to mix it up, we've got no options. You bring Coutinho, Bundia, and not anything. I mean, the second goal obviously deflated us. I, I get that. You know, I think once that went in, everyone there's was no, down. There's no, there's no like you got two 0 down the game. You know, Villa are two 0 up in the game. I never sit comfortably because, like, again, Everton, for example, you know, you go 2 0 up mm. and, you, and you still know it's not done. But we go 2 0 down and, you, and the game's finished, really. Mm. The crowd was flat. People started to, people started to leave. There was the odd, obviously, Gerard chant that did, to be fair, come off the back of, of Chelsea singing about him. But, you know, it just falls flat. And it's like the fans lose all belief. The players look like they've, they, they lose all belief at, at 2 0. So, well. the reaction to going 1 0 down was actually very good. I was yeah. really pleased with that. I was really mm. pleased with the reaction of, of what I saw. But overall, I just keeps it, it is, it's not good enough what, what we're being served up and what we're seeing at the moment. The first that first half performance really mm. that was an, an anomaly. I can't even say it. Anomaly. anomaly yeah. the, it was an anomaly over the course of the season, wasn't it? Because they haven't been the type of performances. And like you say, I imagine he'll keep that same front three. Yeah, against, I, I, I would as well. I would yeah, as well. He has to. And and the thing is with, with, with Bailey is. Um, you know, he's a really frustrating player, um, but he's like most wingers in, you know, some things will come off, some things won't, but he's got quality. You, you saw that with his cross to, to Ings um, and some of his interplay, but he will frustrate you, but he's got no competition. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and most time when he does play, he doesn't play as a winger, do we? We don't really play with a winger. This is the first time I've seen his play with width for a long time. So what do you do? You play Watkins out wide. He, I mean, he was obviously a winger before. But that's what we can do, and we don't have. Now he we won't have... want to do it, will he? Either if we're being perfectly honest, no. I don't like to, again, I mean, I'm name dropping like Chris Dolan here, going out of fashion. I spoke to Gabby last week, and he was actually advocating Watkins playing wide, and I was looking at it when he was saying it. I kind of, I kind of thought, no, I'm not sure, I'm not sure about that. But actually, mm. seeing it in the, I don't know whether he knew it was going to happen, but yeah. seeing it in the flesh on on Sunday, we did look, we did look more dangerous, and he looked more dangerous playing playing from the left as as well, but. 
I don't. I just don't feel it's using that word again. Don't feel it's sustainable to, to play a whole season with that but, with that front three. Ings also, is going to get injured at some point for a start. But, but also, it's not. It's not only not sustainable, but the, the style of football is not sustainable. It worked against Chelsea because we're playing against a better team. We can have all the possession. We can counter, and they've they've got, you know, they've got attacking centre backs um, that push up, and and they play a high line against Fulham and Brentford and teams in and around us. They're not going to play that same style. And the big issue we've got is midfield as well. And time and time again, you saw someone, you know, someone's there saying in the comments around McGinn getting pulled off again, James Cosgrove. Um, you know, I, again, you know, I didn't think he was a huge issue. On I've got to be honest, I thought the midfielders were good. Actually, I thought he played well, but the issue is the games that that the, this game, Chelsea game, suited that midfield. Yeah, agreed. That yeah, that is the difference. Agree. Completely uh, agree. And and the issue you've got is. Against the better team, and the reason why we play better against the better teams is because we don't need to control the midfield. We just need to battle the midfield, and we've got McGinn, Ramsey, and Dougie Louise, or Kamara, or Nakamba, whoever it is. Last season, obviously, we had Nakamba for quite a few games. We played well. They all work hard. They all work hard. They all battle, and they win the ball, and they're good on the turnover. But if we're playing against Southampton, Leeds, Crystal Palace, Forest, you know these kinds of teams where we have to manoeuvre the ball, work it through the middle to try and create chances, create overloads and that kind of stuff. They're just not, it's just not midfield. And again, you're making a rod for your own back with making McGinn captain because you're having to take him off all the time. And it, and he wasn't a problem. He wasn't an issue. Six times he's been taken off now. I six think times. Six a lot out of times. You know, it's, it's a lot of times, not, isn't it? It's, it's a mistake at the end of the day. It's a mistake to make him captain. It's as simple as that. And, and that's a that big issue. I'm not, I'm not saying McGinn was a problem. He wasn't the issue. I think he's probably been better uh, these last few games. But again, if we are going to play the, the football that Gerard wants, which is apparently his style of philosophy, that's not the midfield to do it. And it's the four three three isn't the formation. Yeah, to, to do what he wants to no, do. We've said it four, many, two, many times. Four two three one is the 100%. formation. Hundred percent. But we'll never play it because we haven't done it in a year. No, we've done. No. We've occasionally mixed it up and played the, played the diamond. But the the squad that Villa have, four two three one, completely makes sense because it, then you have one of Buendia and Coutinho playing as a ten. They get lost out wide. Hmm. Because they're not they're not wingers and they, they they slow the game they slow the game down when when they get the ball when Villa are trying to pass and progress and move forward and break they slow it down because they're not they're not blessed blessed with great pace that isn't what they are having to pace in the side on on Saturday on Sunday sorry what was helpful but I take your point that on Thursday you know that Fulham will probably be happy to sit in and try and beat us one nil tight pitch as well you know it's yeah. going to be it's, it's going to be work. difficult it's, it's not it won't necessarily work and. You know, again, go, it goes back to the points we've made in time and time again. I don't know what you saw Matt Law's tweet where he said, you know, changing Gerard won't necessarily fix the problem. Which well, I kind it's of... not just him. As much as I think he's created a lot of problems and I think he's not doing it, and I, I, my, my opinion is there'll, there'll be a change at some point now. It's coming. You can't, the things that have happened in recent ways, I don't think there's any, there's any coming back from, really. They're never, no. they're never, unless we were to suddenly just win every game, you know. The fans have turned. The fans have definitely turned. And it's, it's in unison mainly as well. I don't see many people... Defending the defending the manager, but there's, no. there's other problems. I've been on five lives tonight. It's exactly the same thing. It's not all on Gerard. No, we haven't had have any of our signings been a success since that window when we bought, bought in Martinez, Cash. Uh, I can't remember who else we bought in that window. Watkins. Watkins yeah. you know, any of the players that we've bought in since, as much as I think some of them are good players and could be very good players for the football club, can you tick any signing off as being an unquantified success? No. I don't think you can. No. I really don't think you can. There's, there's players there that the fans like. Buendia, for example. I personally like Leon Bailey and I know what a good footballer he is because I've, I've watched a fair bit of, of Bundesliga so I, I know what a threat he can carry. But he ain't been a success. 
And, and, and none of them, none of them have. The only real success I think Villa have had it was from within the club in the last 12 to 18 months with Jacob Ramsey coming through. Mm. Everything else they've done really, especially since Jack's left, hasn't been successful. No. Recruitments on the face of it, not been brilliant. No. And then Kamara Carlos, obviously, were a part yeah, of that's, that's a hard luck story for Gerard. We can't judge them. That's fair enough. But I, I, again, stems from the top 100%. You know, two of the worst decisions we've made is signing Danny Ings and Katina for me. I think there the were mistakes. We tried to be... Again, Alex Berwick said the same thing, and I've said it time and time again. We try to be a big club rather than a good club. I think he put it the way he put it, and it's completely right. You know, we're we're trying to act like a, and I get it. You know, you're losing Jack uh, Grealish, and he's a big name, and, and you want to to push on to the next level. You want to attract players and the high caliber of players, and I, I do get that to some extent. But you've got to do it in the right way. And I think you know, we had Bundia. We spent thirty nine million pounds on him. Why are we signing Coutinho? You know, it wasn't like he was performing week in, week out for us at the end of last season. He had a great spell and, and he really faltered towards the end of last season and didn't do much. And, you know, whether we should have signed him or not, I'm not 100% sure. Danny Ings, you know, with Watkins, again, should we have signed him? Do we need a different type of striker? Again, not sure. Not signing a winger. You know, this is not all on Gerard. This is to do with the strategy. Um, it's to do with... Um, to do with you know the, what, what's going on behind the scenes, and that that doesn't extend, that doesn't all go on Gerard. That there's bigger, there's bigger problems there. Mm, I mean, yeah, I don't, I've got to be honest. I don't know what a reliable source Footy Insider twenty four seven is. I think, I think Gabby might actually write for Footy Insider. They're tweeting about that Gerard Gerard's been sacked mm. at the moment. I don't. They, they, to be fair, you know what? They've I, I I first one to say Footy Insider are full of crap, but they've got quite a bit right. Especially with our youth stuff as well. Previously, yeah, I mean the so, club aren't the club aren't going to announce it at twenty two forty one. No, I'm pretty sure I've seen Tommy Jordan have a pop at Footy Insider before right. as, as well. But um, yeah, the, the tweets there, Dolan's just put it in our in our WhatsApp group. I mean, like we've said, I don't know, talking about managers losing jobs and, and, and stuff like that, but it does feel like it, it's coming. It feels like it's when. Not if at the moment there's been a lot of talk around Poch today, as well as well Omar. Um, so, what do you what do you think of that? Again, I don't want to be too disrespectful, but I think it would be a great appointment for the football club. But I don't, I don't. It feels wrong to go delve too much into that. I mean, I'm the one that asked the question. It does feel wrong to to delve too much into into that at the moment, whilst the manager's still there, because I do, I do think whilst you're playing, and you know, the fans. To be fair, yesterday, I will say. I thought yesterday could have turned poisonous quite quickly, especially when we went one 0 down. But it, it didn't. The fan, the fan supported the team yesterday. It was the the odd Gerard chant, you know, at the end when the game was done at the end when the, when the game was completely finished. But hmm. you know, largely, I think they supported the team, got got behind the team. I think they were in, they liked what they saw from the team, especially in the first half as well. This, this isn't an unreasonable fan base. If you give yeah. them something to get, I, I say that because I've, I actually have said about the fan base being unreasonable at times. I don't think expectations at this current time are unreasonable. Yeah. I don't even think they're massively high, but there's got to there's got to be more than what Villa have served up this season and what Villa have served up in 2022. Because the basic fact is there that Aston Villa have not won enough football matches in 2022, and that was the reason Dean Smith lost his job, and that's probably going to be the reason Stephen Gerrard loses his job. Yeah. Yeah, so I was just laughing at someone saying Gerald out trusting. We are making the Conservative Party look uh, look competent, I think, at the moment. The way what's going on. I wouldn't on. go that. I wouldn't go that far. 
I wouldn't go that far. There's someone in the comments saying, "Keep politics out of football." There's always we, we do on our, on our pod. Um, we do here and villain of the week, and uh, and it's normally linked to the, like the match that's just gone. So you know, whoever was the best player, or someone did something amazing, or something behind the scenes, and the villain is like, normally the referee. And this week, the ref, the villain of the week was Liz Truss because she was making Gerard look competent. That was the main reason. Kepa's um, my villain of this week. Yeah, no, no, no you, you can't. You can't be that good and be a villain of the week. I think uh, you can be when you're stopping my football team from scoring goals. Yeah, though, no, right? no, no, I mean, no. I know. Let's face it. We need all the help we can get to score goals. We don't. We certainly don't need. Don't need what, what I, I agree. I agree. Uh, my villain of the week is a referee for not sending off. Um, is it Chilwell on Ramsey? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. That was it, a terrible, terrible tackle. Honestly, if that was the other way around. What, what, the other thing is what annoys me at Villa players is why, why are we all up in the ref there? Actually, I'm usually pretty good at that. Yeah, but we weren't. Even Cucurella was like, oh my God, what has Chilwell done? Like, that's a really bad tackle. That's what he did in the background. You can see it. And our players are just sort of like standing off. Ash Young's good, yeah. But the rest of them, you should be all in the ref's crew. And I, and I hate when the teams do it, but you've got to be a bit... Everyone does it. So you've got to be more savvy and switch yeah. on and do it. And then it. The, it makes the referee think and they look at it again properly and... You know, if they can get away with not overtaining a decision, they will. But I think that was... That was we got harsh. better at that in the Championship and we've lost it again now. We got yeah, better yeah. when we had John Terry and like Yedinak and people like that. We Snodgrass. Were, we, we Snodgrass yeah, as well. We were good at getting in on the referee now. Yeah. We've gone back to being a bit bit naive and a little, little bit nice. Hmm. Again, too nice. I mean, how we haven't scored a goal yesterday. I, think, I agree. I think it was I think laughable. I, I didn't even like it. There was a point, I don't know if anything's had his header. I didn't even get up off my seat, like thinking it was going to go in because no, I, I, I just assumed I on, we're not going to score. I was on the floor, honestly. I, I jumped up celebrating and I was on the floor, like my head in my hands, and I just couldn't believe we hadn't scored. And I think, I I mean, I was having a conversation, I think it was Jamie Gray on uh, Twitter. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's right or maybe I'm wrong, but I thought Ings could have done better with that header. I thought he, he gave he gave the keeper too much of a chance. It's a great save, yeah, but I it's think a great save. It's a great save. But it's, it's there, isn't it? It's right, right there. If you do, if you hit it there or there, it's a lot harder to get there for a keeper. He still did unbelievable to pull that over the bar as well. The, I think the Ramsey one was the best one because he hit it so hard and to get that low that quickly with a strong hand, I think that that was the save for me. That was the that was the best save. Um, but then se- second half, I didn't. I know. I know. Everyone's saying everyone keeps saying, "Oh, we were good for sixty minutes," but I didn't. We were okay for the first fifteen minutes, but I didn't think we did anything. Of note, apart from McGinn's shot, I don't think it's good off, bad off again, isn't it? Yeah, no, not that I think the second half was particularly bad because I don't, I don't think Chelsea had a good half at any point. I don't think Chelsea put in a good display. That it's just the annoying thing, you know. People mm. all look at the performance on the pace of it, and like people who don't watch Villa every week, and this is what happens with pundits and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, there's signs of signs of recovery there. The players, oh yeah, the players I'm are playing so. for him. Blah 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 blah. But you know. We're not, we've not won another game. Chelsea did not play well and they were there for the taking yesterday for Villa to get through. How many times have we said that then? Uh, Leeds, West, Nottingham Forest, West Ham, yeah. all these teams we've played and we haven't won. We've said, oh, they were there for the taking. And, um, you know, it annoys me with pundits. It really does. I don't know how you do. I don't know how you speak to some of them. I really don't because... I'm polite. I know, I couldn't do it. I generally couldn't do it because... They don't want. They obviously don't watch Villa. They don't see what's going on. And you know, Gary Neville, even Carragher. You know, they're probably two of the better ones. But if it was, I saw someone tweet this and completely right. If it was Igor Biscan yeah, did what he did at Rangers. One, right. one, he would never get. He would never get the job at, at Villa. And, and two, he would never get the chance he's getting. Gerard is getting now. It's obvious. It's it's so obvious that guy's not up to it. And I, we more than anyone want him to do well. We want him to of perform course, well. It's we not personal to... against Steve and Gerard. This at, at all. all. I mean, I've never been one to really 
come on things and talk talk about one one of the managers going and, and things like that. I've always been very very patient, but I can't. I've, Villa fans would lose all respect for me. You know, I watch Villa every week. He ain't good enough. What, what we've been served isn't good enough. I went to the Holt Suite after the game and I was sitting with people that go home and away every week, you know, reasonable people, not, not again, not people that are expecting the world. I think Villa fans have got this reputation and in the past, maybe, yes. But, you know, these people aren't expecting the world, but they're going up and down the country, devoting every single weekend to the football club. And in 2022, it simply has not been good enough. And for them in 2021, and if the club used, the club, I've, I've said it, they've made a rod for their own back with the continuous improvement line. Because that is just something that can be thrown back at them now whenever things aren't, aren't going well. And there has been no improvement. Villa are arguably worse. Or we're in exactly the same place, aren't we, than we, where we were when Dean Smith left. Yeah, 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 completely right. There's no, no progression there. And the, again, it's tone deaf, isn't it? What, I, don't, I don't completely agree. You know, people went mental at him saying... Um, you know, we should get a rolled over or whatever. He's just not like, he, he doesn't mean it the way he's he doesn't saying mean it, 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 but he's, he's almost too honest. Stupid things. He's, al- he's almost too honest, but also he's, he should be better with PR. Like, you should think about... The club again, shouldn't let that go out. I don't, but also, I don't think he's got, like, the pulse on the finger when it comes to the Villa fan base. He doesn't connect with the fan base. He doesn't understand what the fan base are thinking. When he makes comments like that, I don't think he realises, you know, like, Dean Smith, for for his faults, and he had faults, and, and I, I still... I still Think that it was probably the right thing to, to 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 sack him, but he got the culture of the club, um, and he instilled the culture in the club. Where Gerard, I just don't think he understands the club. He doesn't understand the fan base, and and some of the comments he makes, or things like that, things what he said in the past, things like what he just said there. That's one thing that I've got to say has disappointed me, especially because I loved Stephen Gerrard as a footballer. Mm. Absolutely loved him as a footballer. He was absolutely brilliant. The kind of player that you, you know you'd have loved to have had in the Villa team. Just dragging his team over the line, playing with passion, playing, playing with that with that fire, like a proper leader. But as a manager, I don't know what's happened because he, that personality doesn't come across at all to to me. Mm. The complete opposite. Of, I feel like as a manager, he's the complete opposite of what he was as a player. He's, mm. he's, I'd, I'd have liked to have just seen a, a bit more fire in his belly, a, a bit more passion. It's all all dour, and I don't don't mm. get it because that would not have been what I would have expected when Steven Gerrard. Came and yeah, there's that gift that always does the rounds of when, when we first got him of him at range when he's celebrating on the pitch and he's showing that passion of thought. But Villa, he seems to have taken that that's got that's gone from him, but I don't know why because it's not really been there, it's not really been there the whole way through. So you can't blame it on the results. And the fact, you know, the fans have fans want him to do well, of course they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he hasn't done well enough. Yeah, and he, and he keeps saying, I'm, I'm fronting up, you know, I heard that it was talking about the. There's a section of the whole end that were ch- chanting for him to be sacked and stuff like that. And I don't think he needs to um, entertain that. He shouldn't be talking about that. And you know, I think one thing he did do well was he, he defended Mings in public. He said, you know, there's no need for him to say sorry and things like that, which I, which I think is good. Yeah. But it's just, you know, again, you know, when you're losing, obviously fans will pick on everything, won't they? they of course. Uh, little, little things like, you know, him not coming over to the away end against Forest and him not coming over to the home end and things like that. And I kind of get it from his perspective. You know, we, we've lost a game. The fans are a large section of the fans that are against him, you know, going over is not going to help anything. But at the same time, I don't think, again... I don't think he's, I don't I feel think like he's ever done it in, in 2022 in particular. I don't feel like he's ever come out. I remember he, he did at the Man City, he did after the Man City game because we'd had mm. a good performance and the crowd were, were pleased. He, he did it. You kind of either got to always do it or never do it. Mm. You can't pick, yeah. and cho- pick and choose. Yeah, yeah. But again, we're in the same position. And I think, I mean, obviously we've got, you've got you know, the pre-match Fulham pod to come, but... 
I think these next two games, if he is sacked, he's sacked. Obviously, we can have, it's footy inside in a day. Who knows what looks right or not. But these, these next two games are so, so important for him personally. Um, you know, if he gets six points out of six, do you think he stays on or do you think he's gone regardless? Personal opinion, I think he gets these next two games. Um, just because of the tight turnaround with the, with the fixtures. And also, football clubs usually, and there is some exceptions to this, they don't sack a manager unless they've got someone lined up, ready mm. ready to go, basically. And I don't believe they'll have someone ready to go at the moment. And, you know, he's got so many... Let's say Villa sacked him. All the staff now, pretty much everyone, I think there's two people left in the in the football, in the actual physical football realm, or three, if you include McPhee, hmm. that are, you know, Villa appointments rather than Stephen Gerrard appointments. Stephen Gerrard has brought in a lot of his own staff, and I'm talking even behind the scenes, med- medical staff, everything hmm. like that, play liaison. They're all Stephen Gerrard's men. If you're getting rid of him, you're, a hell of a lot of people are, are going with him. One that's ex- one that's expensive. Two, the barely be anyone left at the football club. So they've got yeah. to, they, they when, if and when he does go, they've got to have everything lined up. And I don't believe that they would have that at the moment. The other thing is, is that, you know, football clubs, for example, when Dean Smith was in charge of Villa still, they've been talking to Gerard. They'd absolutely have been, have been talking to Steve and Gerard for, for weeks leading yeah. up to that. Yeah. They're thinking of making a change, which I'm sure they probably are. They're talking to, to other, to other people. But I don't believe that they'd sack a manager without having some having someone lined up. Look at the tight turnaround of when Smith lost his lost his job, and then mm. was it three days. Gerard, I, mean, I might be remembering that completely, yeah, yeah. completely Something wrong. Like yeah, it was quick. You know, straight away, everyone was saying Stephen Gerrard, Stephen Gerrard, because it's already done. So that's how football works. I don't, I don't believe that Villa will do anything until they have someone lined up. And when you've got a, when you've got games Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, as whatever you may think of Gerrard probably the best thing rather than having a caretaker or, or whatever so it is the, the more you're more likely i would say to get a result with gerard yeah yeah and the clubs right. in, if they are speaking to other people they're then in a difficult position if he wins but i think i don't for one minute think villa will win both these games you know you're then suddenly in a in a position where you might feel that you can't you can't um can't suck in there we go tommy jordan's i don't know what the word is debunked the, foot, yeah. the footy inside. I thought he might. The, the footy insider post. There we go. Tommy Jordan. Cheers, Tommy. Yeah. How many times can you... Tommy says, how many times can you publish complete lies before people unfollow the account? Not sure why anyone actually follows this account. If you do, you shouldn't. So Tommy's a big fan of Football Insider, is what yeah. I've garnered. You said it. You <laughs> called it, didn't you? You absolutely called that. <laughs> it's... Yeah, I mean, I did. Yeah, I basically predicted the future, is 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 what's happened there when that when that, when that that tweet came up. So, yeah. Tim Jarrett is not been sacked yeah i would i'd have been surprised i'd have been surprised if we uh i'm sure i'm sure there's talks going on i'm sure there's been talks going on for a number of weeks you'd be uh, as a ceo of being incompetent almost to not not be talking to other managers because not not the writings on the wall but you have to plan for these things be like you know be like the transfer window you have to every business has a contingency plan contingency plan you always have to plan so you have to talk and whether the owners are doing it rather than players low whoever you know there's there's who knows what, what actually goes on behind the scenes but you know, again, go back to our earlier point. <laughs> new manager is going to come in. I said this on Twitter. New manager is going to come in. Nine out of ten managers we're going to get, we're going to want to play with wingers, are going to want to play with width, and they won't have the squad 
to do it with. So we're going to have to be patient as fans. This season, is, I'm afraid it's going to be a transition season again. It's, yeah. going to be a, it's going to be a nothing season. Don't expect anything. I mean, it's, t- it's a tight it's a tight league. So, you know, you win a couple of games, whatever. But I think... It'll start to even out. I think when we get to the World Cup, we'll exactly. know what kind of season exactly. we're going to be in. So for. I think, again, it's and, and this is, again points to the Villa engine or the lack of thereof. You know, if we if we've done things properly, we can change managers. Yes, it's costly, but we can change managers without too much disruption to playing staff or strategy. Yeah, ex- exactly, hundred percent. You know, that's again going back to the point of being a good club rather than a big club. You've got to do things in the right way. You've got to be strategic about these things, and and, and we just haven't been. We've been completely ad hoc. We've been. It's it's like we're playing football manager back in you know, two thousand and one. You know. The, like, like we're just signing players. manager, not even football manager. Championship manager, exactly. Yeah. And you know, we're just signing players because they've got good stats, without thinking about how they will fit together. And and we did, we've done it before. We did it under Martin Neil. We did it in McLeish. We ended up Lambert ended up having a mismatch of of like it's a prime example of that. Look what happened when Martin O'Neill left. Yeah, exactly. Prime example. And and that, we're going to end up in the same position. Stephen Jarrell is going to go, and they're going to be like, "Well, I've got Coutinho, Brendu. How how do I get him in the team? I've got Ings and Watkins. How do how do I get him in the team?" They'll do whoever the manager is. I'm sure they'll be competent enough to come up with a system or a plan to to get us over the line and maybe finish sort of lower mid half. But it's not going to do anything more than that. And then we're going to have to wait another four windows before we do. You know, they build the squad that they want, but this time we have to get it right. I said it on, on Twitter earlier that in terms of our, you know. It's uh, it's easier to get rid of Gerard rather than you know change what what's going on at the top in terms of who you know in terms of Langer or football director or anything like that. I'd, I'd rather take the hit now. I'd rather struggle this season and it'd be a nothing season. And longer term, we'd be better by having the right people in charge. And, and this is the time to think about it. You know, you need to self reflect as any good manager, any good CEO, any good leader has to self reflect and, and realize what they've done well, what they haven't done well. And and say well you know this is this is what this is how we change this is how we move forward and you, and you improve you know no one's going to do anything perfect no one's ever going to make people make mistakes make mistakes football clubs gotta, make mistakes loads of them do yeah and we're in a, we're in a fortunate position that you know, let's be honest we we shouldn't get relegated we shouldn't and that's famous last words but we shouldn't get I, relegated I don't feel like that I you know when you're saying when you're pulling out stats like this is Villa's second worst ever Premier League start the worst one being the one that they went they went down I just think. I again still think at the moment are Villa more likely to be top ten or are they more likely to be battling relegation at the moment? They are yeah. way more likely to be battling relegation. I'm I'm not a scaremonger. I never have been, but I am I am concerned. I'm, there's a lot of alarm bells going off in me at the moment. It's a shame because I've sat here for the last however many years thinking mm. that the club's heading in the right direction, thinking that they've done a lot of good. That a lot the, the clubs had a lot of goodwill from the fans because they've made a lot. They've made a lot of really good decisions. Hmm. But they haven't really. The decisions haven't been good in the last twelve to eighteen months, really. No, no they haven't, and they, this is the time to fix it. And I, you know, hopefully we'll get a new manager bounce, and that will save us like it did last season. By the way, if we if we bring Dean Smith back, do we still get the new manager bounce, or does it not work? I like don't that? think we'll be bringing Dino back. <laughs> no, don't don't say that. I mean, is Nuno gone to Wolves yet? He hasn't gone. I know, that's that's why I was saying it. He uh, hasn't gone yet, has he? No, no. <sighs> Just yeah. I was saying to Adam before we came on, like. Being a Villa fan is a miserable existence. It feels a lot, a lot of the time. Even when we're good, it's still that it doesn't quite go to plan. Like when we're good under Martin O'Neill, we still didn't achieve what we set out to or what we what we should have achieved. So even though that was an enjoyable time, we still messed it up. So even when we, even when Villa are good, they still don't quite quite get it right. The happiest I've been was that ten game run in the in, in the 
in the championship since Martin O'Neill left. Mm. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's that's been our best. That has been our best run. My happy size is as a Villa fan. As a Villa fan, you can probably count on one hand. Yeah, yeah. Brian yeah. Little, John Gregory, Martin O'Neill, that 10 game run of the day. To, to be fair, a lot of teams have it worse, though. So I will no, say no, that. Of course, it's, it, it, but, it's, but it's you're all right. relative. We're, we're, we're a, club of this, a club of this stature. Mm. We've, had some, we've had some right miserable times. It's a culture thing, isn't it? I think we just. That's why I really, you know, really like Dean Smith being there because. He, he obviously being a fan, he knew the club, and we were so lucky to we were we were lucky to witness. I think people don't realize. Obviously, Jack Bruce was a massively important player, but there were other reasons why we had success, uh, regardless of Jack. And, and I think, as you say, he was that's a great way to put it. He, he was the glue. He he you know he fixed that club and he brought everyone together and he changed the culture of the club and he got the club and he got the heartbeat of the club. And and we we just it just felt different. And I know we obviously lost five games in a row and all that. No, I, I get all that, but yeah, I don't. I don't think you know when, like you said, you can't look at that decision to sack him and say, "Well, oh, that, that was completely unwarranted." Because it, because you know the same reasons we're saying the stuff about Gerard now, the same mm-hmm. things happened in twenty twenty one with Smith. Realistically, as much as I loved him, and you know, I never once called for his head because I would never bring myself to do that. And I didn't really want him to go, but when Gerard came in, I just made the decision to get behind him because he's the Aston Villa manager at that point, and I then want want him to do well, but mm-hmm. he hasn't done it. And, you know, 20, 2021 and 2022, Villa haven't won in the football matches. And you can talk about all the plans in the world, all the ambitions in, in the world. But what's happening now, that is never, ever part of the owner's dream, this. No, 100%. No, they don't deserve it. The amount of money they're putting, um, you know, it's it's not good enough. Simple as that. Ted Garren says, I mean, I'm not sure why you're watching, to be honest, Ted. If you're a, You may not be a Leeds fan, so I might be just jumping to conclusions here. Ted Garren says, being a Leeds fan is worse. Yeah, well, to be fair, probably. Yeah, yeah that's some, some, some rough time. I'd, I'd hate to be a Leeds fan. It, it is all relative. I don't think Leeds have at least got a playing style at the moment. This yeah, season. Like, okay, they're not doing well, but I can say they've got something and they do have to watch. Well, and, and also they've got young players. They've got exciting players. And yeah, I mean, Red, Red Bull Leeds, I call them now. Yeah, yeah. Got that model, Jesse, Jesse Marsh is exciting and he's trying to build something. You can see, going back to the point, you know, people keep comparing us to, you know, keep comparing Gerard to Arteta and stuff. At least with Leeds, and I know they're struggling, but and Arsenal in the Arteta's early stages you can see that they're building six months exactly and you can see that they're building towards something they're trying to do something whether it's going to work or not remains to be seen but you know again Gerard changing styles you know the fact we're playing now with a different front three and a different way of playing to what we're doing last week and the week before you know it's not it's not a good sign that isn't a good sign yes you want a bit of adaptability and flexibility but you want a philosophy a consistent philosophy throughout whether you play three four three or four two three one, whatever, there needs to be a consistent philosophy there, and, and there just isn't one. Again, another reason why you know I just can't see lasting beyond these next no. few games. I watched Den Donker come onto the pitch, and I just thought, so it's, 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 that's a panic boy. Stephen Gerrard didn't want Leandro Dendonka. From my, this is my own opinion. That is not fact. It doesn't really look like a player that Stephen Gerrard would have wanted. They've, they've signed someone here, fifteen million, million odd pounds. He's been a, been a good servant for Wolves. He's a Belgium international. He doesn't fit. Who's you know who's what, what was the what was the point? We just we're bringing him on at two 0 down against Chelsea. You know he's not even a game changing player to, to bring on when you when you two 0 down. We bought him on the week before against Forest. And I just think the Bednarek one. I understand. Because you know we had to do something because of Diego Carlos's injury, but this isn't Den Donker might go on to be a very good player for Aston Villa. I don't, I don't know, but I just think where's that signing come from? It's just like kind of a signing for the for the absolute sake. Have you got Sanson and Nakamba who can't even get 
a single bit of a look in at the, and I'm not saying they're the answer either, but they're getting absolutely no nowhere near it. Just throwing in kind of an, another player just to bring on for, for 10 minutes now, now and again. Okay, it's fair enough at least he's got a bit of size. I mean, to be fair, I have said I've wanted some size at Aston Villa for, for a while. But you know, do you know what I mean? It's got a vibe when he's coming on and, you know, you, I, f- I forget we've got him until he comes on the pitch. Yeah. Because he's just, he's a bit of a, I don't know what that signing is. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And again, mismatch of players, different styles suit to different kind of teams. I mean, uh, Bednarak, you, oh, you feel for him. He's not really, I don't think he's going to get looking. I suppose Cons- good, one good thing is Konza's playing well Konza's again. picked up. I give Konza yeah, his due. Concert yeah, has been well. more like the player that I, I thought he was a few years ago. I give, give really him because he was someone yeah. I was very critical of, and he he's definitely picked up. Yeah. Concert in Chambers again. He can't get anywhere near the, near the pitch. of Bednarek isn't going to isn't going to get a game. It's, it's just know, again just, with Villa. There's just more questions than answers. I feel like like uh, people people moan at me when I say this, but I feel like why didn't we just keep a Rogbenham? Why didn't we? Why do we? I know he's doing really well at QPR. You know, yeah, I've like, got a QPR, I know a few QPR mates, and, uh, and they're um, with him. And I know he's young and he's probably going to be inconsistent, but you know, is it, is it, is it, is it going to be any worse than Benrack? Is it, at least fans can get behind him. At least he was good but, enough to play Premier League games last season. Yeah, exactly, and play well. And play well. It wasn't like uh, you know Chipperlemaker when he played. I didn't think he was that great. Um, I was just waiting for Chelsea to bring him on yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that would have been the but, final, the but, final but, kicker. Irog Irog Bunham, Irog Bunham, Irog Bunham. How do you say? Irog Bunham, I say. I don't know whether I'm right. But he he's, he was good pretty much every time he played, and you can see he's got the size, he's got the stature. I give him a chance. I yeah, you've just again, signed you've just signed Dendonka, who fifteen million. I don't think he's, I don't even think I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, I just don't think he's going to play. So what was the what was the point? I, like I've said, I could be absolutely wrong here. He may play. He may become a very good player for for Billy. You know, he was part of a good Wolves team that finished in the top seven two years yeah. running. So. Credit to him, but he probably fitted in their system. But you're right, you're right. He didn't, when Gerard was talking about, oh, I need, we need quality. That's not. Not, not, not. This is. He wasn't thinking of that's that. That's not a Gerard right. signing. Never in no. a million years. Yeah. But then, God, no, we're going around in circles, aren't we? But it's just there's too much wrong at the minute. It's not good. And I feel like we do the same pod every week. No, I think you know we come on here. We don't make no notes, no prep. We just come on and we just have a chat. So it does turn into a bit of a ramble at times. But I think you know that's what Ben Villafan is. Yeah. At the moment, you're confused. You don't. You don't understand things. You you want answers. You want things to be better. And I, you know, I think that's what this show is. Yeah. At the moment, we're just rambling on between us. People, people might be hating it. People, people might be enjoying it. I've got no idea. No, I, I, I think I think people feel this. A lot of people feel the same way. It's just uh, bewilderment at the moment, isn't it? I'm just bewildered. Frustrating. It's frustrating. And I feel for fans. You know, the amount of effort. You know, I I know what it's like. You know, I've got a season ticket, but I can't go to every single game. But you know, some fans have got family and you know have got other responsibilities and they still manage to go to all these games. They commit so much to being a Villa fan. They put so much there into that club and they've done it for so long. And it's our club at the end of the day, no one else's. And, to, you know, it's just not good enough, I think. And for the owners as well, you know, they've put so much money well, into this club. must be in despair. They just must be. I yeah. don't. And, and Wes Eden's obviously didn't turn up, did he? Which... Um, I don't know. I think, I've, I've seen mixed things a, with Aston Villa. I think that was a cancel plane rather than him deciding uh, okay. he didn't want to come. Suarez uh, there. Apparently, no, he didn't come either. That's uh, the, the rumour. But, I mean, Perslow being there. even founded on anything. I mean, I saw one post on social media, but I thought at the time it's hardly concrete that the owners have come in that post. Yeah, yeah. But either way, you know, Perslow being on the pitch before the game and, you know, just the I think that's quite normal. normal too. I think he does that fairly frequently. I, I, I didn't realise he did that. Um, but being at the training ground as well the week before, I saw Percy's, mm. uh, the Matt Law's article maybe. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not not a good sign. Are there any good signs at the, at, at the moment? 
I mean, one positive, if you if you don't get down to Villa Park as much as you'd like and you'd like to win some tickets, then at the moment, Purity, our sponsors are running a competition in conjunction with us. So if you would like to win tickets, here we go. Is this the information? There we go. There's the tweet. Yeah, that's how you do it. I can't actually see it properly in front of me. But if you want to win tickets to the Villa Brentford game on Sunday, just enter our competition, head to our Twitter page, and you'll be able to do that. I believe, what's that? I believe first prize is a tutorial from Adam about how to have behind the scenes the Villa View works. That's the first prize. Second prize yeah. is two tickets to Villa Park. Yeah. Third, third prize is to get a haircut from your, your hairdresser. He was with me at the game. He was with me at the game. Looking, yeah, good, barber, Looking good. Barber, barber came with me. Yeah, poor guy. You're probably you're probably celeb now, and taking your barber everywhere with you. That's uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what that's what that's what the Chelsea if, players do. If, if owner, he said he said he did say something at the work, and I was thinking, I pay full price for these haircuts, mate. I was like, what's he going? What's he what's he going on about? But yeah, anyway, I get my haircut at the same place that James Madison gets his haircut. Well, I've got the same barber he had in that. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, mm, I, I said that's a lot of pressure doing that bird. I mean, we really have gone onto a completely different podcast now. There's a lot of pressure doing Jednak's beard. I, could, I, I, could do, I, don't I could do, I don't I could do, that. I could do a good hour on Jednak's beard, to be honest. Yeah. I'd rather talk. I'd rather talk about that. Yeah, well, let's not. Let's go. People have been this, these Villa fans have been through enough this season in 2022 as well. They've been through enough without us doing that. Thanks ever so much for tuning in to this absolute ramble. I might rename the show. To, there is a football ramble, isn't there? I might rename this to the Villa View Ramble. Maybe we'll, have, we'll start our own new show, the Villa View Ramble. Um, uh, but yeah, enter the competition if you do want to go to Villa Park on Sunday. We'll be back for a match preview before Villa's Thursday night trip to Craven Cottage. So watch out for that. If you subscribe to the channel with your post notifications on, then you'll know exactly when that video is coming and maybe one day we'll be on time. As I say, really, really do appreciate the support. I think this there's 486 people watching at the moment, so fair play to you tuning in to watch us at 10 past 11 at night. Really do appreciate it. Hopefully I'll see some of you at Craven Cottage on Thursday. Thanks to Omar. Thanks to Adam. Up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.